0: This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Everything is awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, and Podstalgic at Courtsandparts.com. Awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. You guys are awesome. No, you're awesome. You are awesome. Sir, you are awesome. Seriously. Awesome. 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 Everything is awesome. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is a show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, we have another guest that's part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival this weekend. Um, and we'll get to them in just a second. I want to remind people there are a couple ways you can support us. Obviously, you sitting here and listening is support enough, but if you're looking for other ways to continue supporting this show and helping us grow, helping our podcast network – well, that's not actually our podcast network – helping the That's Entertainment Podcast Network grow, which we are um, produced by, not part of. uh, Those things – When they grow, we can do more things. We can do other shows. We can do audio dramas. We can just do more creative things. Um, Ways you can help us do that is by going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thatentertains. uh, And for as little as a dollar a month, you can subscribe, and you'll get minimum early access to the entire That's Entertainment Podcast catalog, to Everything is Awesome, and to anything that we release on thatentertains.com. And then as we continue to grow that Patreon, you'll get exclusive content. You'll get, um, for other levels, you get... Uh, different content or, or uh, quote-unquote enhanced content uh, or you know also swag and stuff like that uh, if you, you know everyone can't swing that I understand so um, word-of-mouth recommendations are obviously huge. And, of course, Apple Math is big, so five-star rating reviews is one of the biggest and best things you can do. It takes maybe five minutes out of your day to go onto iTunes, leave that review, um, and it gets more people to discover the show. And the more people that discover the show, the cycle kind of continues by, you know, continuing to grow the audience and whatnot. So uh, that would all be great uh, if you could help support. I'd much appreciate it. Uh, And, uh, you know, if you leave a five star review on iTunes, I will when I, you know, I check it once a week and I anything, any new ones I, you know, that, that come in, I read on air. So um, we haven't had a new one, at least a, uh we've had new ratings, but we've had new reviews uh, for about six months. So leave a, leave a review and I'll read it on air. Uh, and now with all that housekeeping out of the way, uh, our guest this week is Jim Lloyd. He is part of the, we like Dota podcast and community. And I'll tell you what, I knew nothing about Dota and I still, I know a little bit more. That's about all I can say. I know a little bit more about Dota, uh, Dota 2, I guess, after talking to Jim. Uh, but this was a cool, cool conversation. Um, I learned about something new that I've never heard before and um i was able to understand the community because that's a lot what the Philly podcasting community is like so um it was it's it's just an interesting conversation uh, that I'm I was generally curious about because I as a video gamer or at least um, I was a gamer hardcore gamer when I was younger uh, and I still have an interest in it now it was um it was it was a nice to be part of a conversation that didn't really circle around other pop culture it was kind of strictly in the podcasting and um, Dota landscape uh, so there's a lot of good information in here about Dota Dota 2 if you know about it and you want to learn more um, and if you're not part of the we like Dota community uh get on it it's it's a fascinating story it really is so uh i'm not going to keep on blabbing on and on about it let's just get to it right now right here here is kev and jim from we like Dota talking on (laughs) awesomepodcast.com on that note we can probably kind of uh migrate into the show proper now sure uh and and so and and i kind of want to kick it off where i left off in my email uh where so we i for father's day i got the nintendo switch oh uh, nice and it's something that I've, I've been wanting for a while. It was actually my, my mother-in-law and her husband that got it for me for a Father's Day gift and a birthday gift um, because they recently moved and I've been just hardcore helping them, you know, whenever, you know, whenever they ask, I was just, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll go help do, um, you know, build this thing or move all these boxes or whatever it was that we were doing. And, uh, so that was like their thank you slash all those presents. And, uh, so, so I, I went out and got Mario for me, uh, because I've just heard a lot of good things about that, that Odyssey game. Sure. And then, uh, one, two switch that party game that they have. And the kids are, my kids are, uh, my son's six and my daughter is four. Uh, and they are in love with that game and those mini games um, because it's, it's, especially for my daughter who is just kind of like, she doesn't really play games when, when everyone else is playing games. She kind of, I, I usually give her a fake controller. Right. I, like if we're playing Xbox one, she gets a 360 controller or something like that. <laughs> uh, but this is, this is like a series of games that she can play. She can actually beat her older brother on it. Um, in, in some of the mini games. So like, that was like, we were up till nine playing that on a school night. Yeah. <laughs> so it was my fault it was my fault that they were insane trying to go to bed and my daughter literally uh as i was like creating the recording session tonight uh came in and i was like what are you doing awake
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we, we always have the same thing in our house too um you just have this idea of when they're going to go to bed um well you have this idea in your head before you even have the kids of when they're going to go to bed and then yeah you know you're like, oh, I'll read them stories, and it'll be a routine, like all the books say. And then, like, there's an extra story one day, and now that's part of it. And then they want some cut up apple, and you're like, "Well, apple's not really—it's good for you, so they can have okay a little snack because maybe they went easy on dinner that night." Yeah, yeah. And then now you have to cut up half an apple every night, and it just keeps going and going.
0: Well, uh, that's every night for like literally. We it's come to the point where. Uh, we have to, cause we know they're going to ask both of them. And, and I, right. and I think my daughter does it because my son does it. Uh, but we have to say at dinner time, like when they're say we're done and they haven't finished and we have to say, remember when you asked for a snack tonight, I'm going to say no, because you just want a snack because you don't want to go to bed. Right. Of <laughs> course. So, uh, so that's the, that's the, the battle that we had. Like that's tonight. It was bananas. They had bananas before, like uh-huh. as, as they were going to bed. Uh how old are your kids?
1: Uh mine are 9 and 7. I have two girls. Okay.
0: Oh, oh, you're outnumbered.
1: Oh, entirely. In my in my entire <laughs> life I've been outnumbered.
0: Uh how so that's we've always kind of like tried to think like what life would have been like if our either if our first one was a girl. Okay. Uh, or if we had two girls. Uh, and, and cause, cause my boy is real, he's, he's the older one. He's super shy, but like, he's also, he, he's got mom's, uh, sense of humor, which is, which is kind of on the sarcastic side. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and then my daughter, Aubrey, uh, is, um, not shy, very outgoing, very independent. Um, and, and, uh, kind of has the same. Sarcastic. She has a mixture of both our humors. Okay, Uh, and um, I'm always curious if 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 that that if she was the first one, if she would have been uh, the same person, or if she would have been on the shy side. Are your are your girls like strong, independent uh, little little ladies?
1: Uh, reasonably so. But I I do see a similar um, kind of framework to yours. Like the first one uh, is less kind of less immediately outgoing. Like she has very good friends that she plays with, but you know, she's not going to show up somewhere with strangers and just start, you know, talking to people. But the, the younger one I think is a bit more, um, self-assured in those social situations. Okay. Okay. I feel like it does kind of mirror that. I mean, you know, boys and girls are different. Um, yeah. Boys are tend to be more boisterous sort of, um, I don't know how much of that is like socialization or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I just noticed that and, you know, seeing them play with their friends and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah we, we have a bit of a difference. The one thing we have is my wife does uh, public health. So she reads all these you know, studies and stuff. And it says if you have a sister, you have improved health outcomes. Like, oh, interesting. Over, like, your life. Um,
0: now, now, is that just like whether you're a, a male or female, if you have a sister? Yep like oh wow that's interesting
1: and if you uh have a brother you don't have that <laughs> but but the sister still gives the the health outcome benefit to the brother oh
0: that's super interesting yeah. i i come from a i'm an only child so like i i am uh like i have no but i like it's it's weird seeing my kids like interacting and and grow with each other because Uh like I didn't have that as a kid. Like I I kinda like Trey my son Trey uh is is six, six and a half. And I kinda can remember being that young. Like that's kinda right around when you start forming your your long term memories. Um and I like I literally played like my dog was like my sibling. My childhood dog was who I played with when, when, you know, at at night or early morning. And I had like stuffed animals that like I, like I didn't, I don't think I had an imaginary friend, but like I, I think my, like I had like one or two stuffed animals that were quote unquote like that surrogate imaginary friend. Right, Right. Uh, so it's it's neat kind of watching like it's like I I watch my kids, I'm like, man, my parents were like I don't I, don't, I like I don't they were messed up for not giving me a sibling. I missed out. <laughs> and and my fiance says it all the time. She's like, You are the reason you are the way you are is because you didn't you didn't have a sibling. Like I I can be uh especially when we first started dating, her sense of humor I was very like defensive of ah, like when she would when she would uh you know just poke fun at me i would get like very defensive and now it's just like it just rolls over my shoulder and it's funny watching like new people come in and out of the family and having to because her like the whole family her whole family is very much like that that sense of humor like uh just very sarcastic very um uh uh, I don't know it's like in your face. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun sense of humor that I'm now part of and I, and I partake in and it's when someone new comes into the fray, it's, it's fun watching the reaction.
1: Uh, it's pretty cool. It, it And it mirrors my experience too. I mean, I, I was an only child. Um, My wife was one of three and okay. in a big Italian family. So, you know, the cousins were always over the aunts and uncles. It was loud. There were just tons of people. And when our kids grew up and they started, you know, when they get to that point where they start like fighting over stuff, yeah. um, you know, she would just look at me like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, this is having a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, our kids do get along really well. Um, yeah. But like, you know, like any two human beings, uh, especially those who, uh, you know, have only been adjusting to the world for a couple of years, you know, they get on each other's nerves. And uh, my wife is is no stranger to that, but it took me by surprise a bit at first.
0: Uh, it's, it's it is funny how how it's very parallel because uh, again, my fiance is one of three. Now she's not like it's not an Italian family, but it's, it's it almost has that structure of very close with with aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like that, and and that's carry like and and I was like with my aunts and uncles, I was very very close, but my my uncle uh, when he was. Um, my son is six and a half, and his son will be seven in October. Wow. No, September, September thirtieth, I believe. And um, and and so my uncle was or is only sixteen years older than me. Um, so so like he was an older brother to me. Um, for my entire life, and uh. uh But so it's there was no other kids like my dad's side of the family had the cousins but like they were all way older than me like they are yeah uh, like they they have like their kids are probably teenagers going like almost done high school probably at this point okay so so they they were you know a whole at least a whole person older than me Uh, so like I wasn't really close with with them there was a couple cousins like there are second cousins on my mom's side that I, I was close with as kids. But then as we got like into our teenage years, we kind of grew apart. Um, but it's neat. Like I, I love seeing my kids with their cousins um, that live in the area, who which is all my fiance's side, like just how close they are. And and I, I try to make sure my, my uncle passed away. Uh, it'll be two years, in November. Um, wow. So it's just, so, but they, he lived in Jersey with his wife and, and, and uh, son. So I try to keep, like the really like the relationship with my my cousin and and their cousin like, it's obviously not as close because mm-hmm. they live about an hour and a half away. But yeah. um, I try to keep it as close as we can, you know. Sure. Um, all right. So we, we 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 now that we're we we're done family talk and I <laughs> yeah. and I br- I brought the mood down a little bit. Uh, but my audience is used to me talking about my uncle, so uh, we can, we can get into the the, the bulk of the conversation uh, that that uh we can talk about and that's let's get let's talk about the philadelphia podcast festival first and foremost to kind of get that plug out of the way and then kind of see where the conversation takes us sure so um so your podcast is uh and let's see if i if i remember the name 100 okay uh you, you'll learn that uh, i do zero research <laughs> uh, though though i did a little bit of research to figure out what the hell the initials stood for and i already forget what they are but uh we like dota
1: yes yes
0: okay uh that's your podcast uh now first and foremost uh let's let's find out where you're when is your show f- during the philadelphia podcast festival and uh yeah when is it sure
1: it is and where is it yes it is uh sunday june 24th at 1 p.m uh so i believe it's the first show at tattooed mom at five thirty yes. south street um in philadelphia great venue obviously. Obviously.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, a very great venue uh, The Philadelphia Podcast Festival uh, You guys are probably listening to this p- Just the, like as the festival is kicking off it's, This is either Thursday or Friday right now uh, so, so you guys are listening to this uh, Tonight or, or Friday night is the, the official kickoff At Good Good Comedy uh, And then there's shows at Amalgam At Tattooed Mom At Fit's uh, and a couple other venues on Saturday, the 23rd, and then tattooed mom, I think is the primary location on Sunday. And then it goes next weekend as well. Uh, and, and, and it's phillypodfest.com slash schedule to get the complete details on what's going on. Uh, and I know, I mean, even if you're not a big podcast fan and you have nothing to do, tattooed mom is the coolest bar, uh, I've ever been to in the city of Philadelphia. So definitely go hang out. Um, at, uh, during this episode, hang out on the twenty fourth and the first. Twenty fourth is when uh, Jim's show is on, and the first <laughs> is when my show is on. So that's bare minimum requirements uh, during this episode, at the very least. Uh, so so Jim, explain to me, um, what what your podcast is. Uh, I know it's it's now if I remember reading, it's a game podcast, y- correct? Yes, yes. Okay. What is, and I looked it up and I completely forget what it is, but what is, what is Dota? Uh, what game is that? All right.
1: Well, I, I think technically it is uh, just Dota. It used to be an acronym oh. and then uh, Valve bought the rights and I think they had to like de it for like intellectual property purposes. Um, so it just became the word itself, which is nonsense. Oh, wow. But uh, Okay. Yeah. It's like a, it's an online um, competitive game computer game uh okay five v five and there's like the online matching system and this and that and it's like fiendishly complicated um and uh so the podcast is we like dota and it was started um i guess it was started about four years ago probably four and a half years ago uh by a couple guys who were just friends uh living out in ohio uh they had you know okay been finishing up grad school, kind of, you know, got jobs. Um, and they enjoyed playing the game and they just wanted to do a podcast about it. And it turned out that they were like pretty good at podcasting. <laughs> and uh, it got a bit of a following as like a place to listen about Dota um, that, you know, it, it wasn't about trying to get really good at the game. It wasn't about, you know, <laughs> experts talking about um, – you know, how best to improve or, you know, particular strategies or tactics that you could use in your games. It was just like a couple guys who enjoyed talking, who enjoyed playing the game with each other. And uh, it's like, this kind of had that, that casual, easy atmosphere. And then uh, as they uh, just moved into different, you know, parts of their lives um, and kind of, you know, picked up different things. One guy had to move, I think for uh, a different job and he was less available to the podcast. Uh, they brought on my co-host, uh, Sam Wendell, uh, who will also be at the show on Sunday. Um, because he was just like a member of the community. He would listen to the podcast. You could play together, uh, in the game itself on the internet. Um, and so you'd play with the hosts okay. and, and other people. And then, um, he invited me in cause we had played together a few times. Uh, he had done a series of interviews with members of the community that he put on the podcast. And, uh, I don't know, we got along pretty well. I thought we had pretty good uh, chemistry in terms of talking on a podcast. And he just picked me up. So now, you know, we've kind of been going forward with it um, for about a year, maybe, you know, six months to a year, uh, just kind of trying to carry forward this project that was started by those guys out in Ohio. Um, And uh, like, as a a particularly competitive video game, right, played on the (laughs) internet, internet, like, Humans on the internet are just the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like these particularly competitive games, especially uh, games like Dota or League of Legends, which is a similar game, have just these incredibly toxic communities. Um, but the we like Dota people, uh, both on the podcast and the the people who listen and actually show up to our games, um, are just nice to the point where uh, I've been, you know, I've been playing Dota online, and someone else brings me into another game. He's like, ah, some of my friends just came on. Why don't we, you know, group with them sort of and and play the game together? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then someone says, oh, who's that guy, right? Because we're all in The Voice together. And he's like, oh, he's from (laughs) We Like Dota, so he's nice. (laughs) And and so it's just like become this community of like, you know, we skew older. I mean, there's a number of professionals. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not good we probably skew we're you know we're within one standard deviation of the mean <laughs> player but uh you know we're not great um but we're nice and we don't you know anger each other and we're just kind of friendly um and it's just you know kept going and and uh we're just hoping to kind of keep the community going because that's really where we think the you know the heart and soul um, of it is so
0: well and and i have questions for the, the game itself because oh, sure. uh I, I, but I, i'll get to that in a second because i think there's more important things to talk about uh, at least that interests me uh i what i really like is that uh and i don't think this happens often maybe maybe like on a on a higher um more professional quote-unquote level of podcasting sure. but I, but i feel like with indie podcasts such as like my show or basically any show that's part of the the, the festival this year uh, I don't think like if I were to stop doing this show, it's not like it's going to keep on going on with other hosts. So, so the people who started your your show, we like Dota, they're not even involved with it anymore.
1: Ah, uh, they. I mean, the, the one guy who is like really the the main host before yeah. he manages the stuff. So, I mean, you know, he okay. pays for the hosting and and uh, okay. and, and okay. that. Um, and we we contact him we, you know, we talk to him a lot um, but he mm-hmm. doesn't really do any of the podcasts anymore it's pretty much just me and Sam um, yeah
0: and I think that's neat I think that's super neat that there's a, a, that's that's how that show has survived and kind of I guess um, uh, adapted to like you know just you know changing over you know to, to keep up with the audience or whatever or the community over the last four years uh and it just intrigues me as a podcaster is, is that uh I, I don't think you can I, I guarantee you you could probably talk to any number of the shows that are at the festival and and they're the original hosts. Like right. there's no like I, I I have, if anything, whatever, like I've gone through different co-hosts, obviously, and stuff, and I've been the constant um, throughout the years. Uh, I've been podcasting since 2007, July 1st, 2007, Uh, so for almost 11 years. Uh, Oh, and there's someone longer, uh, uh, Jared Axelrod. She has been podcasting with uh, the voice of Free Planet X. 12 years i i found out recently and that's that's insane to me that's like that's literally the beginning of podcasting It's about 12 years ago uh so so it's 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 super nuts that um that someone in the philadelphia community has been doing that but anyway uh you know so so i would i have just i've done like probably 13 to 14 different shows (laughs) uh in the course of my podcasting career uh and but not once has any of them ever continued on with somebody else They've, you know, maybe like a similar concept and they change the name right. of it or whatever. Um, or or I've kept the name and I've done it with somebody else. Uh, but that's and I think that, it, you know, that because from what you're saying about the community, I, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Um, and it sounds like that really, I guess, as long as someone's willing to pay for it, right. uh, people are willing to listen and people are willing to do it. It sounds like you know if if you and your current co-host sam wanted to stop doing it there's there's potential for it to live on uh and be accepted within the community and i think that's that's something special that i think that uh that you you guys as podcasters and and as a community like uh should like cherish i guess is the word i'm looking for
1: yeah it's i i think it tracks back to uh those original guys uh their names are Brian Yinger, Jared Patterson, and Ben Day, um, just to enshrine them uh, in the ether on this recording. But um, <laughs> just like they always had this like ethic of just like being nice and pleasant. And, I, and it was the one podcast that like never circulated out of my commute rotation. Um, okay. And I could point to other podcasts that were like way more professionally done. I could point to other podcasts where I could just tell the host had like a much more accomplished, like sort of communications uh, ability or background or education, you know? But, but mm. I I never didn't listen to We Like Dota because they were just really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it like, and they, 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 you know, they always not enforced it, but like just made sure that the community was uh, other good people who like to play with each other. And then, mm-hmm you know, as it started, I guess it started to wane a little bit um, when the original hosts, like it got like somewhat sporadic in terms of when it would publish. And yeah. I had a friend, um, you know, from from way back, not from We Like Dota. And he's like, hey, I, I listen to We Like Dota. I've heard you on it a few times. I really like the community. I really like these people. And I really hope it can continue. So what can we do about it? Um, and so, you know, he brought, you know, he contacted someone else and we started, uh, you know, talking about new ways to edit it. Um, I reached out to Mm. Sam and and we just started thinking about, uh, us hosting it more. And we try to incorporate a lot of the the community members in our episodes. Um, you know, because it's such a complicated game. There are people with expertise. There are people who are actually good at it that are members of our community. (laughs) And so we have them on every once in a while to talk about, um, you know, playing the game well. And, uh, yeah, it seems like people just want it to continue, um, just because they like being part of it, and I and even yeah. as just as a listener, um, because it's this video game podcast, and on you know Wednesday nights or Thursday nights or whenever they have uh, in houses, you can go play with those guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, like, yeah. you feel like you're invested in it, sort of. Like I, I felt that way, and I was like, oh yeah, I do mm-hmm. like this. I want to, you know, if there's anything I can do, just let me know. And it, and it wasn't like, oh, I want to be a podcast host. It was like, hey, I like this community. I like this thing. How can I help keep it going? And, you know, for now, okay. it's me. And, uh, you know, I'm just delighted that I have the opportunity.
0: And I think, you know, if, when it comes to podcasting, and at least this has been, uh, as a listener, that is, um, you know, for I can forgive quality like if if, as long as the content's good and and to to uh for me i mean a lot of the podcasts i listen to there there's not really i guess there are communities but i've never really looked at it that way um because i listen to a lot of like kevin smith podcasts and i I mean i guess really there is a community of kevin smith fans that listen to those so uh but you don't think of it that way you know i would say the one that i listen to is um, like the, like the, some of the shows on the one shot podcast network and uh, party of one, which is a Loki, local, local Philly podcast, um, actual play show. Like those guys have communities like a, a gaming community. They're part of the gaming community. Right. Uh, and, and so that I, like, I, I get that kind same kind of sense of, but yeah, I think, you know, there's obviously you have to have, you have to hook so people with with having somewhat of good quality, it can't be static right, right, and stuff. Right. But but I think once once you're there, once it you know it can have passable quality. You don't have to sound like serial season two where it's way over polished <laughs> yeah. uh you can still sound like what i would imagine almost every indie show sounds like i mean i'm using there's way better mics to be using a way better setups to be using to do what we're doing right now but i'm using a laptop uh with a blue snowball microphone excuse me uh and th- for me that's what this it's 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 good enough like there's you don't need to i don't think you need to sound better than that
1: right i mean yeah, uh, yeah.
0: and so uh so, and, and and I think especially you know in in, in um I guess like a community based uh, program um I, there's a lot more f- forgiveness there because it is you know it, it's the community and and, I, and almost I, I love that it sounds like it's almost community owned versus uh you know I mean obviously it's owned by somebody okay. else, but it almost feels more from how you're describing it almost feels like it's kind of the community ran we'll say community ran versus owned but that's amazing to me um i want to i want to get to the game in a second as well sure. but i also this is kind of a, a semi-standard question i have to ask podcasters uh, on the show uh, for my own sanity uh so you kind of already touched on it uh you didn't so you didn't really have intentions to ever be a podcaster so like you don't really have that like, your origin point sounds like it was basically out of necessity for for you to do it um but as a listener as a podcast listener what is your origin point like what brought you into the world of podcasting
1: oh um yeah i think i could put it down to a particular date uh i think it was january okay. january 19th 2015 i got a job with a longer commute um, okay. If I didn't listen to, if I don't listen to podcasts when I'm driving to my job, um, I will get very angry um at the other motorist. <laughs> and for some reason for whatever reason, podcasts like soothe the savage beast. And uh, yeah. I have a friend who listens to podcasts all day. He used to work in a warehouse, and so he would just put headphones on and listen to like sixteen hours of podcasts at times two time as he hold boxes around. Oh wow.
0: Wow. I, I do I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and I listen to one and a half at a one and a half speed. I can't do two X. Uh that that freaks me out, but it's um I don't know if you know uh Jeff Stormer. He hosts Party One Podcast. Nah, nah. Uh which is a Philly podcast, two-player actual play. So they play game he plays games like Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. that are more two-player focused, uh, or he'll take a game like Dungeons and Dragons itself and hack it to be a two-player game. Um a wonderful storyteller, wonderful podcaster. Uh someone that I, I probably talk to once or twice a year in person. Uh, but I, I listen to him on a weekly basis on a show at one and a half times speed. I met up with I met up with him just a few days ago uh to just have a couple beers and and talk a little bit of business. And uh I was like, I gotta say, man, it's it's great to know that like in person I'm not freaked out by the fact that you're not speaking at one and a half times <laughs> speed. I love that. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, were you a, are you Philly like born and raised?
1: No, I'm from, um, South Jersey. I'm from ocean County actually down, uh, down the shore, but, uh, fly Eagles fly. I have been an Eagles fan for like 30 years, so.
0: Okay, okay, well hey, well, obviously that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> uh and, and isn't it nice? Um my my listeners have to hate me by now talking about Eagles football. It's into June. Yeah. Uh but uh how, isn't it nice like to it, it doesn't it feel like there's still like a sense of pride and celebration since the Super Bowl like around here, like in the suburbs oh, yeah. of, of Philly or in Philly itself like it's it's still great if I'm wearing any Eagles uh you know hats or, or clothes or not whether it's super bowl gear uh or just my normal stuff that i had before the super bowl like instead of kind of have the shameful nod like you know you know for, for your, <laughs> prior to this year you like know. it was kind of a shameful nod that we'd give each other like go birds yeah. sure, uh one day <laughs> yeah we'll get them next year uh but now it's like yo, how about those birds? Right? Like let's, we're champions. It's, it's such, I, we went to, um, my, my fiance is a a teacher. Uh, she teaches elementary school and for the fifth grade trip, they went to Washington DC. I somehow went, I I was able to go, which was great. I love like hanging out with the kids and helping out and, and just seeing, I'd never been to DC as a sightseer before. Um, and on our way home somewhere in Maryland, we stopped at a golden corral for, for dinner. And as soon as I walk in, I'm wearing my Eagles hat. Uh, Two guys randomly that were just there, they were Eagles fans. And I talked to a guy for about a half hour, <laughs> like the entire time we were there. I was just kind of like eating and talking with this guy about the, the championship and just about the bird. And it was that that's a thing that never happened before. Yeah. Like, talking birds into at that point, it was, I believe, early, like mid-May. Like that doesn't happen every year where you're talking about Eagles football months after the Super Bowl. You know?
1: Yeah, we yeah, we have a couple Eagles fans in the office where I work. And uh even now, you know, sometimes we'll just like see each other walking like opposite directions down the hall. And you just you just smile at the person and you and they smile back and you know what they're thinking. Like I know what that smile means. Yeah. Like you're thinking about that night and it's just unreal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I would I'm interested to see if now obviously night of um, and and probably all the way up to the the parade, you can't count. Let's say post parade. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if like, the, if you were to poll people and or or like to look at an official like police or whoever conducts like crime rates. I wonder if like things are happier in the city since then and like continues to be. I wonder if crime rate has not. I know it's not going to be like a lot, but I wonder if the crime rate dropped just a little bit. Uh, I feel like that's entirely possible. Like I feel like an Eagles win can kind of like, not bring peace, but close to it, to the city of Philadelphia. Oh, I think
1: it could. That is a fascinating research question. I, I, like, <laughs> it, and the, the funny thing is, you know, people not from Philadelphia are going to be like, what are these two guys talking about? But, <laughs> or, but I'm like, oh, that's totally reasonable. Like, I never thought of yeah. it, but I understand.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not like I, I mean, I, I literally thought about it right now just because I'm remembering every time that I'm wearing my Eagles hat and I, I kind of pass a stranger. And, and if they're wearing Eagles gear, it's, it's, it's a, even if it's just a nod, it's not a shameful nod anymore. It's just a happy smile and nod. He could literally be on his way to robbing a bank and, and maybe that nod is going to stop him from doing it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like that the, I would be interested to I don't know who the who the people are that do this research, but that should be research that's done because I feel like there's no other city that you could say that would happen in because there yeah. are other towns that have not won a Super Bowl yet in in their franchise history but i don't I don't believe that there's a town as passionate for football as Philadelphia that had gone so long without um a championship let alone uh, the super never winning a super Bowl. Right. uh so it, it, i don't i don't think you get that kind of reaction anywhere else anyway uh that's sports talk here on everything <laughs> else. uh so uh did you so did you guys get ysp like down where down in, in, in south jersey there or was that too far for ysp ah uh,
1: no i i didn't listen to it
0: Uh, Okay, good. I'm only asking because uh, it sounds like we're kind of similar. Like I love listening to podcasts. I rarely listen to music. Uh, And there was that era um, after Stern left when YSP went free FM, I believe they called it, where it was like uh, David Lee Roth in the morning, uh, Barsky mid mornings, uh, Kid Chris or maybe uh, Matt and Huggy mid afternoons and then Kid Chris afternoons and then whatever. It was just talk radio all day long. Uh, and I was just curious to see if that's what you like, if you listed before podcasting, if you, if you were a talk radio guy versus a music guy, but if, uh, you shot away from ISP, then, then, um, I don't know. what did you do before podcasts?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I did listen to, uh, when I was in college, I had a long commute at one point for a summer job and okay. I listened to Stern every morning. Um, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. grew, up, I mean, it's probably not good to admit, but I kind of grew up listening to Stern. <laughs> My mom always no, I them, mean, so.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of like it sounds like we're around the same age. Uh, I'm I'm 33, going on 34, okay. uh, and I think like our generation, for better or worse, kind of grew up on Stern. Yeah. Like there, uh, I dare would I would never dare listen to to him now with my kids in the car, and I rarely listen to a podcast with the kids in the car unless because podcasting is rarely you know clean right. like. Uh, it's it's i mean this show is i don't know about this episode but usually littered with right, right. so like i try not to to blatantly expose my kids to to it sometimes for fun i'll teach my kid the middle finger but that's <laughs> you know that's just for that's for in the house you don't take that outside um so yeah it's it's uh I, I, it's a different world i it's it, I, I don't think if i was a kid today and stern was still on regular radio i don't think that uh, my parents would actually listen to him with me in the car, and I and, and it would never lead me down the track of of like YSP. Um, when I was in uh, a junior in high school, so like twenty oh to like two thousand two thousand one ish, uh, they were running a contest to like to to have a de- like to become a DJ for YSP. To which me, and my friend said we were gonna do. We never did it, but like that. Like between listening to Stern and listening to Kid Chris and that contest, eventually led me to podcasting and 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 what I'm doing now. Uh-huh. So uh, I've always had a, kind of like a like I I was just a too afraid to pull the trigger to go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Uh, uh-huh. I, I was I was afraid that I would uh, uh, not find a successful career in 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 radio, and probably I was right to have that <laughs> fear because. I wouldn't survive in the kind of radio that they want right now unless I wanted to talk sports all day, which, you know, I could fake, I could fake talking sports all day, but I'd rather talk pop culture. Um, Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, now that we got the podcasting history out of the way, please kind of, I, so, so as I don't know how you, how you are with kids and and gaming and your kids are a little older. So, Uh, it's probably easier to game. My my kids are getting to that age where I think it's becoming easier to game, yeah. but uh, I've been for the last several years. Like if I play a video game, it it tends to lean towards like a telltale game where it's very little like things that I have to do, um, or it's like a, I, honestly, a mobile game. Like despite me having an Xbox One and and now the Nintendo Switch, like I I've been in those dopey games on the mobile thing or telltale games on Xbox one. Uh, so, so that's kind of where my expertise of gaming is. Uh, so, so you've already like Dota is, is it like a first person shooter kind of game or is it more like in line with like, um, like, uh, maybe Fortnite is something new that I know that my kid talks about and plays every now and then. And I've played it a little bit. So is it like in, explain dota a little bit more in detail for for me uh, and maybe my audience who has no idea what it is. sure
1: sure um so it is what is called uh a moba which is of course another acronym for uh multiplayer online battle arena um and of course like everything on the internet there's like a dispute over which acronym to use it goes back like 10 years um but it's nonsense but uh Mm -hmm. like you're controlling like a particular guy. Uh, it's a like top-down mm. um, isom- isometric, so it's not straight top-down. Uh, okay. And it's five versus five. So there's five humans on each side, uh, and you're matched up with them uh, through the client matching service based on you know hidden matchmaking ratings and and all this stuff. So you have like mm. a pretty even game usually. Um. And you, you control this character for the uh, entirety of that game. So like 30 to 45 minutes is probably most games, maybe 30 to 50 minutes. And see, now the, the problem with explaining Dota is that it's, it's like, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'll I'll go to this as, as the first point. It's very consciously a game. Like it okay. It isn't trying to simulate anything. Like- it's very much aware that um, it is just like a competitive vehicle, and so you know there's like a, a hero, like one of the they're called heroes. Like you select these heroes at the beginning of the game, so each person selects one, and they're all different. Um, one will be like uh, an undead king, right? Wraith king.
0: So does does this have like a like a Warcraft feel to it? Um, yeah,
1: or it, well, it, Dota one. So this is Dota two that we played, Dota one was a mod yeah. of Warcraft three, which is from like the oh, late nineties.
0: Okay. I I remember. I I don't know if I remember it vividly, but I was I I tried playing WoW, and I I was probably hardcore into it for like six for the first year that yeah. it was out, um, and not as hardcore as like anyone else <laughs> right, really. Right. But I, I was like. The the Warcraft game, uh, one, two, and three, and like the the uh, Starcraft games and stuff, like those I loved when I was ah. a kid. Or yeah, so so is it so it's it is it so Dota is in line with with not WoW but like the the previous Warcraft. Yes,
1: game. yes, it's like uh, okay. it's, um so like it, it looks kind of like Warcraft three. In fact, Dota one is just a mod of Warcraft three. It uses the same client and so like okay. all the all the assets in the game originally were just like pulled out of the warcraft uh intellectual property so there's like no rhyme or reason to anything <laughs> right? okay. so like, like nothing's coherent right like it like so it again like it's not trying to like simulate like uh some kind of war even in like an abstract okay. sense it's literally just like five people against five people through this weird mechanism but
0: so so no no story no flavor it's it's literally a competition with mishmash skins of, of things. yeah i
1: mean there is like they, they apply story to it um like okay, they, they okay. put lore in for each of the the different heroes but like okay, i don't okay. i know almost none of it I mean, some people are very interested in it, and they follow it, and they, you know, make YouTube videos about it. God bless them if they enjoy it. But like, I I have no idea uh, about it at all. And you don't have to to play it, and and it's all like totally, totally nonsensical. All
0: right, so so, that, so that's like to me like the the equivalent that pops in my head to that is Magic the Gathering, where there's yeah. story and lore with all the cards. But I'll tell you, and I don't play at all really anymore but like i don't i can't tell you anything about the magic of the gathering universe except for the fact that it's a card game uh and there's a whole lot of magic story to it that's it that's all i know
1: yeah i actually that's a really good analogy that i never thought of like i I used to play magic in like high school and uh,
0: yeah 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 we all yeah and,
1: and it wasn't like will like there's like different levels of abstraction right like you're not thinking like will these knights defeat these demons or something right but then, mm-hmm. even on the mm-hmm. next level, you're not thinking, like, will white defeat red? You're literally just mm-hmm. thinking, like, will this collection of cards that I have made up defeat my opponent's collection of cards? You know what I mean? And yeah, so, I yeah, mean, Dota, yeah. like, I think is, is most commonly approached at that level of, like, oh, okay. my friend Greg is good on this hero. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So we'll have him play that. And then uh, it's been, it's existed for like 10 or 12 years or something. And uh it's basically been the the brainchild of this one guy um who goes by a pseudonym of Ice Frog, but I think I think he was named <laughs> in a lawsuit like a couple of years ago, so people figured out what his name was. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> but uh, um and so he's been like the creative director and and the real brains behind the whole thing for like ten or twelve years. And it's just really, really complicated. Um, and I don't mean to say that as like, well, we, we play the most complicated game. Um, like it just is. And like to some people that's appealing, like I enjoy it. Like I enjoy like, oh, I never thought of that. You know? And, mm-hmm. you know, these, some of the people we play with are just really good and, and you can talk to them about it. And they just have these incredible insights that you never even thought of that, you know, just go, you know, a whole nother level, um, deeper, then yeah, you, you were even aware existed, um, but but then at its core, it's just it's fun to play with friends. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, and, and there's uh, like plenty of games that are like that that are just like you play because it's fun to play with i mean that for me that honestly was at first that was that was the appeal to wow like it was oh i can play with my friends online and like and of course now like i mean i've got wow's been out for god knows how long at this point i think i was still in high school when it came out uh but you know we'll say 20 years later almost uh, you know I I miss the day like WoW almost was the catalyst of removing gaming from from like there's an official name for this I'm awful uh, (laughs) video game I'm an awful video game nerd Uh, like couch playing like couch multiplayer couch you know like that that there's something about that that like uh, me from that generation of you had to play with your friends sitting next to you and split your 12 inch screen amongst the two of you or the three of you or the four of you uh in order to to play a multiplayer game um the fact that that almost doesn't exist now uh and, and i like that it seems like i think um i think nintendo is bringing yeah. it back and, and it almost seems like there's a couple games that um, were announced, I think at uh, E three this year. If I if I followed the the articles correctly, that are kind of bringing that feature back, where it's it's, it's couch multiplayer or whatever the terminology yeah, yeah. is. Um, it, it, like it seems like they're kind of trying to bring that back. Like I think there's enough uh, nerds in their 30s that are are, are in charge of things now. <laughs> right. uh, to to say hey, we like that. Let's bring it back. But uh, yeah, I mean, really, it's it's that's uh i don't know where i was going on a tangent um wow oh yeah wow was the reason i liked to i wanted to play with my friends and it was obviously it's a lot easier to play with your friends if you don't have to meet up somewhere uh and play in the same in the same room um and eventually it turned into like well i kind of wish wow was like i could enjoy it singularly as well because everyone else was on level 50 while i was on level 25 right. or whatever because uh, i just i, I refuse to put more than you know uh, two hours at a time into it um so yeah so, so uh it sounds like an interesting game it sounds like uh if, you know you would need to be i don't know uh i guess you you, you do, do you need to be a hardcore gamer to enjoy it or you just need to to what enjoy competitive gaming <laughs>
1: Yeah, I see, so, like, all these competitive online games, right? I mean, I think you bring up a really interesting point. They're all, like, competing to be, like, the toughest one, the, the hardest core one, you mm-hmm. know? And and I, mm-hmm. I think Dota could make an argument that it is maybe more mechanically challenging than other games in its category. But mm-hmm. it's totally free to play. And you have access to the entire oh. game, right, f- for no money. Um,
0: oh, that's, that's... Yeah, which good. very
1: few free-to-play games have. They're, they're often like, you know, you got, you could pay for a couple extra characters that you want to play or, or something like that. Um, so mm-hmm. I think Dota is actually the best for uh, casual players because you don't have to invest time uh, to unlock more of the game. It's all there, and yeah. no matter, you know, how good or bad you are, you can go on and get cursed at by you know 13 year old peruvians <laughs> uh,
0: that that's something that will kind of never lose its charm <laughs> in, in online multiplayer yeah. it's just like the like the the young kids uh cursing out adults it's i feel like that's something that like you should be able to record and just air as like a, a as a podcast in its own like it's it's Um, it's always fun. I, I I don't wear headphones anymore and I don't play online games often. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, I guess the one that we, I I play the most now and it's only when my son wants to play and we'll, we'll take turns is Fortnite. Um, is he likes, I don't know, his cousin plays it. Everyone play. I don't know it's it's that is the moment i discovered i was old (laughs) uh one one of several moments i say this every time something new comes out and i and i i don't understand it but like i i read it i i I found an article it was just randomly popped up on i don't know if it was my facebook feed or my twitter feed or or whatever but um i had heard about fortnite but knew nothing about it my son wasn't playing it yet uh, but it was like what parents need to know about Fortnite or or something like that, and I'm like, oh, let me read this, and I was like, oh my god, I'm that person that doesn't understand what my kid wants to do. Now.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great.
0: Like, like it's it's a scary moment as someone who considers themselves like a pop culture. Right. Nerd. Like, I'm not really a. I, I don't really know a lot of any one thing when it comes to video games or or uh, like comics or just anything in pop culture. Uh, but I know a lot, I know, I know a a little and a lot. Uh, and, uh, and I've always kind of been that way. I've kind of like, kind of kept my finger in everything, but not, not never became an expert. And, um, it's just, it's weird to be in that phase of my life. Like, have you, as someone that's around the same age and you have two kids, like, do you find yourself in that boat ever where you're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm my dad. <laughs> like I need to figure out what the kids are playing or or watching or like I don't get what they're doing anymore. Oh
1: yeah, like YouTubers, the whole concept of YouTubers. <laughs> oh my god. The whole concept <laughs> of like like cuz like um so we can get into this in, in a minute, but Dota has like a, a tremendously rich uh professional scene. Um but okay. like, you know, you could watch it on Twitch, you know? But then there's like IRL on Twitch. And like, that's just weird. I'm like, like whatever, like <laughs> if people enjoy it and they're not hurting anyone, fine. But like this, like, like that dude's just walking around. Like, I don't know. I can't, sometimes I just like, oh. you know, scroll through the IRL section or, or like here, like or I'll be on dead spin or something. And they'll talk about some YouTube beef. It's being waged. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't get it. And I, you know, at, at some point, like I, you know it's gonna happen, um, yeah. and it seems relatively harmless. Well, but
0: well, the one like I, I can say, YouTubers like I, I, in a sense, I get, I understand. I, I, because I, I more or less came up with the YouTuber ah. just in a, in the podcast. So, so you know, YouTube's been around since two thousand six. I started podcasting in two thousand seven. Um, to me, that's all like YouTube and YouTube shows. You know, I guess there could be an argument now that it's it's considered mainstream media, but it, I've always lumped you anyth- anything that's 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 basically internet based, YouTube, Twitch, you know, Stick Cam back in the day, and podcasting. It's all part of this thing called new media, yeah. um, and and I guess it's not really new anymore because it's been around for over a decade at this point. But you know, there's there's old media which is your traditional TV, film, and and radio and stuff like that. Uh, that like our parent, our parents listen to and watch, and they will never really go to new media. And then you have things like YouTube and, and podcasting and, and stuff like that. That's part of this new media where it's, it's giving, um, I, I hate, uh, millennials, I guess, which, which I don't consider myself part of, but I guess I technically am. uh, but it, it gives them a voice and, 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 and whatnot. And I get YouTube But what I don't get with YouTube, which seems to be, and it's obviously a a market for kids, you know, it's always weird. Like when I'm letting my kids who who have tablets at six and four years old, it's weird that I like that they have tablets. But I I mean, I had a Game Boy, you know, so it's just like the whatever the current technology is. Um, But they're watching YouTube, and like my daughter actively prefers to watch YouTube videos, and it's it's the opening of lol balls or of shopkins or just yeah which which okay i can kind of get because like uh, like the the loot crate box openings and whatnot i was like all right i can kind of get the appeal there but then there's things where like hey i'm this grown adult with my kids playing dolls and it's got a million and a half views like i don't (laughs) that's where i get lost uh, in the whole YouTube thing where, where it's not particularly talented people doing anything. Um, the, the, the V logs like, all right, I guess that I can get the community uh, that that's behind that. I prefer the web series stuff. I prefer stuff that's a little bit more scripted, you know, when it comes to my new media, but whatever um, that, that was a tangent. Uh, <laughs> nah,
1: it's all good. But, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like yeah. again, I, I don't, you know, want to throw any shade at YouTubers or, or YouTube or any of the new media stuff. Like I think, you know, it reduced the the cost of publishing to zero. Yes, and it's just like this going to be this incredible flourishing of of art and creativity and and all this stuff. And I, and I think it's wonderful. I just don't. You know, I'm getting old, and and I don't get it. And my and there'll yeah, be something yeah. new, and my kids won't get it either. And and that's you know humanity, yeah. and, it, and it's great. But um, yeah. but it is the thing that um shows me I'm old. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and that's the the reason I love new media is because it, it, it gave it gave a, a, a I don't want to I guess a generation of people. It gave a generation of people another avenue to go down or even it gave the older generation a way if they wanted to 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 become a filmmaker yeah. and and do it on 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 somewhat of a cheaper basis it gave you know me the ability to basically become a broadcaster uh I, not cheaply but also not super expensive and i don't have to go to school and I, you know what i don't have to adhere to anybody i'm my own boss and whatnot so it is um it, it's given people a, a much better voice than traditional media has and and that's why i've always kind of appreciated it and and to a degree understood it i may not agree with the types of new media or the genres of new media you know specifically in in the video format uh i think some of them are silly or just absurd and whatnot but uh sometimes i'm just like maybe i should pull out my daughter's dollhouse and just film something for and get a million and a half views and monetize that i'll make money i guess
1: yeah yeah Um, i mean like yeah similarly my position on it is that it's great but yeah i still don't get it
0: it's, yeah yeah no I there's I would say especially now like I think I probably got a lot of this but I think I got the vlogging when I was in my early 20s right. I, I understood it and I probably would have done it if I was if I had an idea that I wanted to to become a creative person like I, I found out when like I realized in in my late 20s I was like I think I want to be a filmmaker like I think I want to write and direct something at least one thing and I've yet to do it but like <laughs> Like that's i was like man like that's kind of like if if i knew this 10 like eight years ago or however long ago at that point like i would have probably sacrificed some things and and gone and and gone to, to california or whatever things happen for a reason and i'm very happy where i'm at now with with my fiance and kids and doing what i'm doing now and and eventually i'll do my my film thing when when life allows it but um it's it is something that like i think as I've gotten older, I've understood less when it comes to like vlogging and especially those dumb kid videos yeah. uh, I, that I don't I, I mean, kids love it, I guess. Uh, the one thing that I still like this, the independent art, the actual art that comes out of YouTube. So for every 10 vlogs, you know, you, you have like this really cool fan film or this really cool original film that gets posted to YouTube. And it's just that's the amazing part for me.
1: Yeah and like you know even the vlogs you know that are people who are traveling the world and doing all these unrealistic things like <laughs> if i could do that like of course i would do that <laughs> that seems like amazing life like but you know i don't have to watch someone do it um, but that's but, just me where i am even, you know?
0: but even that makes more sense than like to me when i think of a v uh, a vlogger like i think of literally someone in california who is just like walking down the street saying I'm going to Starbucks today. Like again, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think my early twenties, I got it because I think that was like, it was so new and it was, it was, I think it was, it was interesting then. Obviously I think people in their twenties still find it interesting, sure. but I, and I don't anymore. And, and, uh, but I also think it's like something that's been around for now for, for probably a decade or longer. And, and, Uh, I'd rather see something more creative than that, but anyway, uh, all right. So, uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. It's late for both of us. Uh, so before I let you go, uh, is there anything else we need to know about Dota or, or the, we like Dota community, uh, or your podcast specifically?
1: Oh, um, I don't know. Like, like I had, had mentioned earlier. Um, there are people who play Dota professionally. um, Okay. And it's sort of like the, the most well-capitalized of those professional video games. Um, and so we, we do talk about that on the podcast. Uh, so you might hear something about it if you were to come to the live show. Um,
0: okay. Uh, and, and I do want to ask that uh, real quick is um, you guys – so you've been doing the show specifically for about six months to a year. Yeah. Correct? Okay. So that makes, I was going to say that makes sense. But this is the first, uh, Philadelphia podcast festival you guys are doing, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Hey, I'll let you know, it's going to be a great time. Uh, have fun with it as I, this is my third year doing it. Um, it is, uh, the Philadelphia podcasting scene. I feel, and, and I've had arguments with other podcasters from other cities, but I feel like, I feel like Philadelphia podcasting scene is real special, um, Someone who's been doing this for for eleven years almost. Uh, it wasn't until I started this show two and a half years ago uh, that I found that the the podcast community was actually like nice and welcoming and warming and helpful. <laughs> um, and it and it all started with the Philadelphia Podcasting Society. I found <laughs> that that group kind of um, showed me that like there was like a community worth being part of uh and and whatnot versus like if you go to reddit uh i mean much like of everything everything every, like as you, <laughs> you said this earlier the internet it, people just want to shit on everything and that's yeah. what reddit is especially the podcast and like you know there's it, there's an argument that no one needs another interview show yet here i am doing everything is awesome and a long form interview interview slash conversational show but um the argument is i'm doing it for me and yeah. I, I enjoy doing it and whatnot so i don't really care and 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 you know, I live in a world of, like, why not? Like, great. Like, everyone should be doing a podcast. And and whether it's the same podcast that a million other people are doing, who cares? You know, everyone has a unique voice. Um, so, uh, I don't know why I brought that up. God, it, this is how I know it's late and I'm delirious. Because yeah. I, I go on tangents and then I can't find my way back. But, uh, oh, that's, okay. Yeah, I, I found it. Uh, so, have you guys approached... Uh, have, are you approaching the live show any differently than you approach like what you do on a normal, a normal basis?
1: Yeah. Well, we do want to include a lot more. um, so we have a section of our show called noobs ask noobs. Okay. Which is our like listener question, listener Q and a, and we'll do like, you know, two or three questions just near the end of the podcast, near the end of the episode. Um, Okay. But we're going to try to do a live Q and a with the audience. Um, Nice. And we know a couple people who are going to be showing up that, you know, we know um, some other people. There's a, another actually Dota podcast that uh, is recorded in Philly. So, oh, wow, yeah, he's coming over um, and we know yeah. him because I think he used to listen to We Like Dota. It's all very, you know, close knit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, we, you know, we're going to take some questions. And we'll take questions from anyone who shows up. Um, and yeah. I'm particularly looking forward to taking questions. From people who have no idea what they're, you know, listening to. Um well, m-
0: this was a preview this was like a test <laughs> for you okay because uh, i i was that guy i was like what the fuck is a dota right <laughs> uh so and and, and and it definitely piques my interest to to i don't i i feel like it's a game that like i i just know me is like i'll i'll try it once and then i'll probably be like right, i i this is way too much brain power that i need to use uh give me give me give me my telltale games yeah but that- i good
1: yeah I was gonna say that that's what's great about I think the we like dota community is you know you have it skews older, so there's people who don't you know put as much yeah. time into it um, into actually playing. and everybody's super friendly. Um, so yeah. we, we have some people that are new, we have people that are um, that just play very, very casually, and we all just have fun with it. And so I oh, guess yeah. I would just say to your listeners, if anyone does play dota, um, you know check out the podcast and uh, if you're nearby Philadelphia, which I suppose many are. Uh, come by and and check out the show we're nice Uh, we'd love to you know take some questions and meet some other people who play dota and uh, you can come play with us at our uh, weekly in-houses it's uh, a good time
0: all right Uh, before you officially go uh, where can people find you uh, the show and all that other fun stuff
1: sure i don't have much of a uh, uh, online presence myself um, but the show is we like dota. You can get it at www.welikedota.com. Um, there's a Twitter at we like dota uh, which my co-host Sam uh, maintains. Uh, and for those of you who uh, you know do online gaming, we have a discord uh, that I manage. Um, and you can get to it from a link on our subreddit, which is slash we like dota, which is very quiet. Um, but we post our episodes there and it has a link to the discord um, and we're pretty active in the discord we're always chatting um, Excellent.
0: Yeah. um all right cool well uh make sure you come to the uh philadelphia podcast festival every day if you can make it yeah uh, it's it's a fun time but specifically uh make sure you come out on june 24th to tattooed mom's uh to check out we like dota and i I, 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 w- I was a better podcaster oh you know what i am actually a good podcaster because i have the schedule right here oh great <laughs> uh d- 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 I, well it's actually on the sponsor page but that's okay i was half prepared uh but if you want to go to spend the day at tattooed moms on the 24th uh a the the drinks are great they're they're you know they're decently priced for city drinks i think uh the tater tots are great uh, and all the food is like the, the breakfast burrito is to die for um, mm-hmm. tattooed moms. Uh, things kick off on Sunday, June 24th at 1 p.m. with We Like Dota. Uh, you have shows like the Broad Street Line, Get Your Life, Delco Young, Democast, American Immigrant, both sides and Alt Black all playing on the 24th of tattooed moms from one to seven people. Well, I guess it ends at 8 PM. Uh, so it's a great little lineup of shows. A lot of them to me look like they're new to the Philadelphia podcast festival. So uh, go, this is the day, you know, everyone else has been part, not everyone else, but a lot of people have been part of the festival in years past June 24th of tattoo moms show these shows what Philly podcasting is like when, it- when they perform it live at the festival, because uh we want these guys to come back next year again uh and and do the show uh, and do the festival uh, each and every year so show them come out plus you'll have a great time at tattooed moms uh you you can talk to jim and sam about we like dota uh the community and the game dota Uh, i feel like i love that dota is almost like a noun at this point
1: Uh, yeah it kind of is awesome
0: uh and make sure you come out uh of course on july 1st i am kicking off with Everything is awesome. The uh, last day of the festival at 1pm, also at Tattooed Mom. Um, as per usual, we're doing our late night style. So uh, we're still finalizing the guests this late in the game. Yes, that's true. I am last minute. But we are going to be playing a cool uh, food game, Food Fright, where we have four food challenges and we are going to have prizes like cash. Uh, drinks or food maybe some gift cards Uh, and i think we also are uh, giving away a uh, $30 gift card to mind escape and escape the room situation that is in the south street area of philadelphia Mm. Uh, so that will be given away during that food challenge so make sure you come out to tattoo moms on july 1st at 1 p.m to check out everything is awesome late night uh jim thank you for doing the show it was a pleasure talking with you
1: ah thanks for having me on this was great I appreciate yes, it.
0: And good luck at the festival. Have fun with it. Big thanks to Jim Lloyd from We Like Dota. Um, great conversation, like I said, at the top of the show. I learned a lot. Um, I, I, I went in really not just knowing that Dota and Dota 2 were video games, knowing nothing else about it, and hearing how it's got some um, Warcraft origins in it with Warcraft 3 game from years and years ago that I used to play um it it makes it way more intriguing so uh they're actually performing at Tattooed Moms on the 24th Sunday the 24th um so make sure you check them out at Tattooed Moms and along with all the other great shows that are part of the 2018 Philadelphia Podcast Festival you can get the complete schedule at phillypodfest.com slash schedule there's a ton of great shows all weekend long going into the week and then the following weekend uh there's even more shows like 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 Everything is awesome. Late Night will be performing July 1st at 1 p.m. We are kicking off the very last day of the 2018 Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Uh, I'm really, really excited. Uh, it's It's been a while since we've done this type of show. It's been about six months since we've done the Late Night version. We kind of went on a little panel circuit doing live panels, talking about Marvel and stuff. So this is um, this is, it was nice to kind of get back to that. Mike and I are um, you know we're, we're hitting the emails every day kind of chatting back and forth to figure out what we can do uh, we have this game we can have um, we're gonna play some food challenges called food fright we have four challenges you can win up to four prizes there's gonna be cash there's gonna be a tattooed mom sponsored prize there's gonna be a mind escape the escape the room down in South Street um, sponsored prize and we're trying to work on one other sponsored prize hopefully we can get that locked in by the first uh, but it's gonna be a good good time all day long the last day of the festival Personally, I think, is one of the strongest days. The 23rd, I think the, the, the they booked the schedule real good this year. Uh, nothing against any of the shows that happen in between uh, the, the 23rd and the 1st. Uh, they're all great. I've listened to almost all the shows that are part of the festival, and they all are really good. But just the way the show's are uh, arranged on the schedule. The 23rd was such a strong, strong day, probably the strongest day of the schedule, and the first is another strong day. We kind of end it real strong, and I'm, I'm really happy to be part of that schedule um, and kind of be the guy who has to kind of set the bar for the last day of the festival so come on out to tattooed mom uh at the very least you can hear some free comedy some free funny you get some tattooed um tater tots tattooed mom tater tots you get some drinks they're all reasonably priced we're giving away stuff uh, and most of the shows that day are probably giving away this i know full belly laughs is and they're on right after us so come out hang out for the entire day it's gonna be a fun time um, like i said at the top of the show if you want to continue supporting this show like you are by listening to me at this point Patreon.com slash that entertains, word of mouth recommendations, and five-star Apple iTunes ratings and reviews are all great ways to do that. You can find us on Twitter at RealAwesomePod, me at That Nerdy Kev. You can find us on CoreTemp Arts Podcast Network at cortemparts.com, and of course, we're on awesomepodcast.com. And until next time, we've been awesome.
1: Thank you for listening to the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. To
0: listen to more Core Arts shows, visit coretemparts.com.